Hi, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the Armory 33 podcast. As always, I'm your host, Quinn, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Shane. Shane, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, glad to have you finally on. It's been a while. We were tra- talking, trying to get our schedules figured out and everything. What have you been up to? I know you've been a busy man. I mean, I'm just busy with kids and life in general. Yeah, epi- episode two, we talked to my last guest and I talked about that a lot, uh, especially dad life. Dad life's rough. Dad life is rough, but it's also reassuring and rewarding at the same exact time. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> You'll Keep see. It, well, <laughs> You'll yeah. see. Yeah, I have one. You have two? I have two. Your wife technically has three then. Yeah, yeah. My wife definitely has three. I'm has the two. biggest one. They always say that your uh, husband's the biggest kid that, that will never leave. That is the fact. Yeah, sitting in the studio, you were looking around just a little bit ago before we hit record and just looking at everything I collect. And you're like, yeah, you have an issue. Uh, well, yeah, we all have issues. <laughs> Collecting is a good issue when you're not spending thousands of dollars on, on certain things. Yeah, well, that, that's about what that TikTok meme about I'm in severe credit card debt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that one. Yeah, I have a lot of collectibles in my studio here. I know you have a decent collection at your house, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I have several... I would say several collections. It depends on how you want to look at it. So I have like the nerd collection, which is kind of like just in my room for now because we're going to be redoing the upstairs of the garage and changing that up a little bit. Making that like a spare room slash library is what I'm calling it. So when you say nerd collection, what what are you referring to when you say nerd collection? Like my nerd collection is on two sides of my room. I have a small collect collection of the Funko Pop figures. And I also have a Lego collection behind me. Yeah. So, like, my nerd collection. Uh, so, I have three shelves that are just Star Wars. They're, like, on a floating shelf. They're just three straight up just Star Wars shelves. I have the glass, I forget how you call them, cabinets. But I have glass Cheerio, Cheerio, however you say that. Cheerio cabinets, I think, Davis? Is, yeah. that, is that the word? Yeah. My wife has three of them upstairs. That's the only reason I know Yeah. That. So, I have one of those. And that has, on the bottom, Star Wars. Then a DC shelf, a Marvel shelf, and then Turtles up top. And then on top of it, it has Legos, Iron Man from the 20th anniversary one, I think, that they just released this year. And then Lego figures all over the place, Gundam models. Then a bookshelf of books, like of like regular novels, comic books, D&D books. Almost every DC animated movie they put out, I have physically even though I can watch it on HBO Max, I buy every single one. Anyway. That's one thing when you and I used to work together, we would compare notes and be like, hey, I just bought this dot 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 Batman animated movie. And you're like, oh, don't get that one. You have to watch this one first. Yeah. I didn't show you the Batman collection upstairs, but that that takes up a good shelf and a half of the DVD rack. Yeah, I have, I, have a, I definitely have a Batman problem. Um, would you say he's your favorite superhero? He's not my favorite he's superhero. Not? Actually, oh. my, my favorite superhero is Green Arrow. And I have way more Green Arrow, Arrow comics and other random memorabilia than I do of Batman. And spoiler alert, since you, I don't know if you listened to episode two yet or not. Not yet. But we just mentioned two of my top five, but you'll have to listen to that and get up the full story on why they're my favorites. Sure. Yeah. So superheroes, I mean, I used to do the Comic Blisters podcast with my buddy. We have a new one. We have a new project in the works, kind of on hold right now. And are we doing our D&D campaign? Because I feel like this table we're using right now would be a perfect size table for us. Well, it would be. That's a great question. Because I also have the new Marvel RPGs coming out this year. I have the playtest for it. I'm going to be running that, hopefully, this month with a small group of uh, friends of mine. And I'm going to run it with my big group online. Uh, so that I can tell you if that one works good. Or we'll just write, run regular D&D. Let's do it. I'm, I'm game for anything. So Now, speaking of D&D, how excited are you for the movie coming out? So, yeah. At some at some point this year. I don't uh, know. It comes out March 31st. So, I was really excited when it was early March. Because I was like, oh, cool. I'll take off early March. I'm going to take off that Friday. I'm going to use a holiday vacation day mm-hmm. go there watch it um now it's the 31st and a week later is the super mario movie so i'm gonna use two vacation days back to back but i am gonna take liam out of school today to take him to go see it i feel like it's a rite of passage uh, my parents would probably my parents would have they let me take off to go see episode three like we all kind of had like a skip day and we were like sophomores we all piling into one conversion van and like we went and we did uh we got kicked out of walmart that night we're having lightsaber fights through Walmart 15, whatever. 
So, you know. So, what made you get into collecting what you collect? Was it just, uh, hey, I have one of these and I like it, so let's see what else I can find? No, I don't know. Um, so, until 2011, I had a toy box from my childhood that was in my basement. And it had, like, a lot of the cool stuff, cards, all kinds of stuff. And it got destroyed. So, I went from having stuff that I didn't realize I even had, because, like, when I was going through and cleaning it out, I'm like, oh, man, this that had like Bubba Wallace action figures. Yeah, but you didn't even know they had those. Oh, I <laughs> I used to have a Mark Martin one. I used to have a Mark Martin action figure which came with a like a 132nd replica of his Viagra. Or no, not Bubba Wallace. I'm getting that confused. Bubba Stewart. James Bubba Stewart. So I had a James Bubba Stewart. I had three of them. Three different ones. Old Jeremy McGrath. Ooh. I had a gyroscope in it. All kinds of weird... Dude, I had some really cool... I liked Supercross, so I had a lot of Supercross stuff. I rode dirt bikes and quads growing up, too. So, you know. Do you remember the Kiss action figures they came out with? <laughs> kind of. I was never a Kiss guy, but I do kind of remember. Neither them. was I, but for some reason, I remember I had all four of them. Very strange thing. Right? Especially, like, you know my type of music. And I'm not a big Kiss fan either. But for some reason, I think I got them, like, all, like, one year for Christmas. And I remember that, like, I forgot, like, what parts went on what guy. I had like a like a gallon size Ziploc bag container that just had like random things shoved in it. Like there was a green drum kit that came with like shoulder pads and like he had maces as his after like drumsticks. Yeah, yeah, that's probably from the the Kiss comic is probably what they were from. But I might have been because I think there were comic books behind the packaging, yeah. so it came in like a decent sized box where they would like slip the comic in there and that would be like the background mm. of. The packaging. Yeah, I, would, I bet you that was the Kiss comics. Now, speaking of packaging, are you an in-the-box or out-of-the-box collector? Uh, so I like to have everything out of the box. I do have some stuff that is in the box. And some of it is just because, like, uh, I got a lot of the stuff from the Phantom Menace. It's all in the original packaging, and I was like, yeah, I can't open that. Plus, yeah. I don't. they're not articulated enough to really in, enjoy what I enjoy playing with figures for. Do you remember... Speaking of the Phantom Menace, com- when they came out with the Comlink, where you could get, I you, have the Comlink. When in you would package. buy a figure, you would get the little chip to go with it. Yep. I, again, I had another Ziploc bag full of just the Comlink chips. Actually, I have the banks. I have the Qui Gon and the Jar Jar bank. Were they the banks where you could link them together? Yeah. Because I had the Mall and I had the Obi Wan bank. Yeah, the big banks, and they would they have a saying or whatever. Yeah. Yep. You would put you would put money in and push a button and they would. Yep. Yeah, I have those in the package. They're uh, I don't still have a spot for them. They're just so big in the box. I myself, I'm an, I'm just like you. I'm an out of the box collector. You know, my father in law is a huge collector, and he collects in the box. Almost all of his stuff is in. The yeah. Box. When you sent me the pictures of just was that just one room in the so house? So the big one was the the one room, and then the other ones are like like a wall or two of the other two rooms. He has three rooms just dedicated to Transformers. That's a lot of dedication for one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has every single issue ever printed also. You're getting him Christmas presents is hard because he only wants Transformer stuff and he's finding something he doesn't have is usually like the weird one. That That's the way it is with some of the people I have to buy Christmas presents for is what do you get the person that just buys themselves whatever they want when they want it. So like I find, now I find random things that he doesn't have in his collection. So like I found yeah, last year we found these Transformers or paintable Transformer figures that they sell at like um, miniatures. They're like little miniatures, like you could use for. You would looks like you would use them for like D and D. Okay. And then you get to paint them yourself. They're just so he doesn't open them. They're just gonna sit there. Looking at the wall opposite of me right now is I have my Funko Pop collection, which a lot of it's the Marvel collection up top, and then I have a couple random ones down below. But at one point in time before we moved, I had over. 250 Funko Pops that were out of the box. They were I had floating shelves around my my old the, my old office all across the top and I had them like sectioned off in the middle. And my Funko Pop collection started as a joke. I got a Daniel Bryan one as a Christmas present. And I was like, "Huh, this is kind of cool." So then I was at the mall a couple of weeks like after Christmas and I was like, "I don't have that one. I want that one." So then it started spiraling and snowballing from there to the point where I had like Pinky in the Brain, all the Animaniacs, Darkwing Duck, 
all the ones from the original Space Jam when they came out. Yeah. And when I met my loving wife, she said I had a problem. And I said, no, I don't. It's under control. And then I would just keep buying, like, when, FY, when FYE would have their sales, where it's like, you can get, if you buy three, you get a fourth one for free. So I was like, great, spend $36 and I can get $48 worth of stuff. It's great. I don't have anything I try, let's put it this way, I try very hard to keep myself from doing that. So I literally have a thing that goes off on my phone at 3 o'clock, because that's when I get out of work, that says, no toys today, asshole. <laughs> and the first day it went off, my wife was in the car. My phone goes off, and she's like, she looks at it, and she goes, does this literally say don't buy toys today, asshole? And I was like, yeah, yes, it does. I feel like my wife would have that on my phone. It's better to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. <laughs> Not always, sir. Not always. <laughs> what do you think is the highest price thing that you paid for for any part of your collection? It's definitely the turtles in disguise. That was uh, one like one forty, because it's of all of them in a box. And that, but that they're selling that in the box right now for stupid money. You're never gonna sell them. So. No, I'm waiting to get a spot so I can take them out because they're still sitting in the box. I've only ever stared at them. I think the most expensive thing I've probably bought for my collection probably the French set because I think that one retailed at one fifty and I paid retail for it. I'll go to like I'll go to flea markets yeah. and yard sales just to see if they have like any kind of figures that like I don't have. Like I have lists on my phone of figures I have and figures that I still want to like look for. But during since the pandemic happened, they haven't been easy to find in like retail stores. Like Walmart and Target used to carry them. They don't carry them anymore. Like all my my three shelves of McFarlane action figures. I used to, I got a majority of them from like Facebook Marketplace or a couple from like Target and Walmart. He also, when he bought, when he got the DC license, a lot of things went to yeah. just that. So a lot of them now are coming from Import Dragon, which is a Canadian company. So, of course, pandemic happens, they shut shipping down internationally. So I think I've been collecting the McFarland sports figures that you see around the room here. Probably since I was in fifth or sixth grade, I started with the Pedro Martinez over there on the shelf and the Omar Garcia Parra. Yeah, I never, never, never had any, never had any sports stuff ever. Not like action figures wise. Just couldn't get good into, just couldn't get into it. Like I said, I started that and then when we moved up here, I found them in my parents' basement and I was like, I'm going to take it off your hand and clear some space out for you guys. And my collection has grown substantially in the couple years that we've been living here. Next topic, which is Star Wars. What's the first Star Wars movie you saw in theaters that you remember seeing? Oh, theaters? the first movie I saw in theaters was I, um, actually two. Episode two. Episode two. My first memory in theaters was seeing episode one after we had went to Taco Bell. Because that's when they came out with the Star Wars cups. Yep. That you could put the straw on their back and they had the arms that moved. Yep. Oh, so I actually didn't get to see episode one in theaters until they did the re-release in 3D. That was the last thing that George Lucas did before they the Disney the Disney buyout it was the first one I got to see in theaters. Uh, I'm sorry that was your first one you saw in theaters. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Um, first. I was going to say, the first Star Wars movie, I'm pretty sure it was the first one on USA on like a Saturday morning. I sat down and watched it. Nothing will beat the original trilogy. My eyes, anyway. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's Clone Wars, and that, to me, is the best thing that they've ever done. Are you talking about the animated the show? The animated show, yeah. Because okay. yeah. I know you're very big into the animated series of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Because you, you're still going to get mad at me when I say this. I still haven't gotten through half of season one of Bad Batch. That's but yeah. that was last year we did that. We you did the watch party for that, was that? Not uh, we Clone? we did do the watch party. That was no, it wasn't last year. Yeah, it was. I think it was because we've only been in this house a little over a year. Yeah, so we did the watch party for, for May the fourth. We did do the watch yeah. party for May the fourth of the final episode of Clone Wars. I still think that should be a national holiday. That and the day after. Uh yes. 
Uh, I mean, I do use one of my vacation days every year for that day. Um, my bo- like, my boss already knows. He's like, so you're putting in May the fourth. No one else can have it off. I was like, yeah, thank you. Just saying. I'll see you in Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back on. I'll be back on the the fifth. And uh, so I have multiple different Star Wars collections. Okay. I have the action figure collection. I have the Legos. I have the books. I have comics. I have socks. Oh, you have R2 socks on today. I have shirts. Actually, I know you have shirts. Well, I lost. So at one point I had 32 Star Wars shirts. I had a Star Wars shirt for every day of a month. I am down to 11. Because I lost some when we moved and then we never got back down to get them. And they're gone. Now, one thing you did... You were the first guest to actually bring me a present today. You actually brought me two presents. I did. Do you want to explain to the people what you brought me? The first thing you handed me when you got out of your car? Oh, yeah. I handed you the uh, Black Series Poe Dameron helmet. Yeah. I got to find space for that. I'm probably going to put that up on top of my desk over there. There you go. The very top page. But I appreciate that. And you also brought me some Legos. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna build. We're gonna build. Some yeah, we're Legos gonna build later. some Legos like together. adults. <laughs> <laughs> the bad thing is, we already have a couple whiskeys in us, so that's gonna that's gonna be a fun time. There are only 177 pieces, I believe. So yeah, there's some stuff. Speaking of whiskey, I forgot. Side note: I was as I'm looking through my notepad right now. Uh, that's one thing you have a extensive bottle collection, don't you? Uh, Not full bottle collection. Uh, you have an extensive empty bottle collection. Uh, nice. We've kind of been clean about that recently, ever since I got rid of the, uh, once I took the tap off the bar, when the beer miser was finally fully destroyed, and we closed that hole up, because you stare at the, well, it used to just collect bottles, because you would never, that thing was as tall as your microphone here, and you wouldn't even think about the fact that it was just a pile there, but then, once you clean that off, and there's it's flat, now you're like, why is there an empty bottle there? Why is there an empty bottle there? Yeah. Why is there an empty yeah. bottle there? You saw my collection. I have the empty yeah. bottle on the fridge. Yeah. So, like, if you do that, I have – my thing is mostly can labels. I like to collect can labels off of, like uh, – Like beer can labels? Like, yeah, yeah. Like you'll cut the metal? Or no, no, like... no. Like, so on a lot of the craft ones, they – because it's cheaper to buy the, the regular tin instead of having it printed – and they slap them on. Okay. I'll... So I will I will peel them off as slowly and gingerly as possible and slap them. I have three windows that start like the first windows you walk into my garage, and they. I they go I did see them uh, last year when we went on our little yeah. when we went on our adventure last year. Yeah. Star Wars. Uh, yeah. For me, the animation that's always going to be number one. Actually, it's the 20th anniversary of the original Clone Wars animation thing that um this year. 40th for uh, uh, Return, and it's the 20th for Clone Wars. I'm going to assume that you've never watched the original Clone Wars, the I original have, animated one. I have no that idea. one's crazy. It's. it's I, I know you're going to hate this, but I'm not a big fan of some of the, uh, of a lot of the animated series. Um, it, it just, it doesn't catch my attention. And I know it should being a Star Wars guy growing up on Star Wars. It just never really caught my attention. But I was a good friend and you sent me the link for your watch party. And I was late coming home from work. I was like, I had to jump on this real quick. And then by the time I jumped on it, I think you sent me a text saying, way to show up in the last 10 minutes. I mean, that's going to come back full circle here in a little bit. Showing up in the last 10 minutes is... Kind of a Star Wars way sometimes, if you think about it. I mean, yeah, if you, especially the first Death Star blow up, absolutely. The Battle of Yavin. 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 Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. The end of Rogue One. Don't spoil it. Don't yeah. spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Rogue One, I made a trip all the way to see that in IMAX just for the ten minutes preview of Andor. All the way down to uh, Philly, yeah, because that was the old. That's little... King of Prussia. Uh, that... Actually, it was in Chamonix, so it was the closest one that had one. So, Ooh. I worked at like a half day, and 
had a doctor's appointment. <laughs> I like how you just put that in quotation marks. Do you remember our childhood being the basically the 90s? Do you remember the VHS packs that came out with Star Wars? I do. I did not have any of them. I had both of them. So, VHSs were not a thing for me as a kid. I had, I had like four things on VHS. I had Aladdin. That's, the, a, that's a solid choice. The TMNT uh, Easter collection. So it was like it was the episode with Hokum Hair, and like two other ones. And then I had Hockey Follies. Was like just weird things that happened in hockey, but like from back in the back in the day, and Nightmare Before Christmas, and that Power Rangers movie, the original it? Power Rangers movie. Yeah, yeah. So like my grandma, I like, had that on VHS as well. My grand, both my grandparents had all stuff. So like when we were being entertained, they could uh, watch us. Like they had stuff for us to watch, but like that's why I said they that would keep us entertained and leave them alone, but. I didn't really have a lot of VHSs. That wasn't a thing. I remember having some of the Rugrat movies on VHS because Nickelodeon had all their VHS tapes were art. They were, yeah. They were art. So you knew it was going to be a good movie when you put in an orange VHS. What are your thoughts on newer trilogy? And also, what are your thoughts on the... Disney plus live action shows, because you and I have talked about the live action shows through text messages. Yeah, well, that I, man, Andor just finished. Did you finish Andor at least? I did not. Oh my lanta! I am sorry. I am a bad person. I I did recap my top. I did review my top five, which took me about four hours the other night. Both, what essentially what they're being called. Um, I really liked the first one when it first came out. And then, Episode 7. Yeah, Force Awakens. I really liked it. It doesn't really stand the test of time. Would it you? was more of like a... I was so happy to see Star Wars in theaters again. I think that's what it was. And then, uh, I don't know. I I made a list. I literally made a list one day of my the, those movies. And I excluded like the Clone Wars movie. I excluded Rogue One. And I excluded Solo. And just made a list of what those like my favorites are in order. And I think that ended up being like... I think it ended up being seven, ironically enough. Uh, what what would you say is your top? Because I think we're going to have the same top. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. See, I, I always say that it's my favorite movie of all time. Like last week, spur of the moment, I was walking through Walmart, came across, I was going through the card section, and they had a Superman card. The Superman card is ba- super bad. Like super like bad in a good way. Okay. You are old, so I yeah. say bad, and I mean a good thing. But... <laughs> Um, hey, back in my day, Batman, it was good. It's true. So. That's <laughs> my old, old person impersonation. Yeah, well, I'm your old person. You don't even need their first name. Like, the other night I was watching Teen Titans, and literally she was like, she came home, sat down in my chair, and it was like, I was cooking dinner. I'm like, are you enjoying it? She's like, no, I really like this show. And then we just literally watched five hours of Teen Titans. Funny story, we're going to sidetrack, but we're going to circle back, I promise. The morning of my wedding, my best man, who was my brother, he was sleeping on one side of the hotel room, and I was sleeping over in the other side, and he had the TV on his side. I was dead asleep. I wake up to him laughing. It's too early for this. I look at my phone, and it said like, it was 8.30. I'm like, I don't want to be up yet. Like Breakfast isn't even served yet. Walk over, and I'm like, what are you laughing about? He was watching Teen Titans and the Poop Song episode. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. The plop, plop in the toilet. That? Yeah. Dying laughing. It's too early for this. <laughs> I just went back to bed. But then like, I was like, I had to watch it from the beginning. So I got on my phone, put my headphones in, and I was like, I just started laughing. I'm like, Teen Titans? I like Teen Titans. Yeah. I'll occasionally put it on when the wife's not home. It's Teen Titans Go or Teen Titans? Teen Titans Go. Yeah, no, I was talking about... So we were watching actual Teen Titans, the oh. original series. All right, back to Star Wars. Not a fan of the new trilogy. You're not a fan? I am not. I made it. Which through. one? Which one do you not like? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, the one that most people don't like is the one I like the most. You like Episode Eight, don't you? I do. 
I really do. How could I? How could I tell that? I really do like that one. Uh, to be honest, this is gonna sound really bad. I'm not a fan of Adam Driver. Okay. So that fair kind of turns me off of wanting to watch him in Star Wars. Yeah. Because um, I was like, he's not Star Wars. He doesn't deserve this. No, I really liked. I really liked the finish of Episode Eight. I really liked the finish of Luke's story. And I know a lot of people are really controversial about that whole situation never liked luke skywalker <gasps> how dare you i know i know but you like mark hamill though yeah because he's the joker Big, okay <laughs> okay so he's, say, see, he's yeah. not it's not it's not a mark hamill thing yeah it's it's, it's the person the persona of luke skywalker yeah i didn't i never liked luke skywalker he was whiny yeah. in episode four. He was whiny a little bit in episode five. At the end of episode six, I didn't see his character change that much. It wasn't a complete arc. It was like a spike. Like yeah. He might have spiked once or twice. Yeah. So, like, I didn't see enough to be like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Han Solo. I think everybody did. No. Every, I, I want to be Han. Let's do a lot of Star Wars podcasts because, obviously, I love Star Wars. Yeah. So, um, everyone's like, yeah, you know, when you were a kid, you always was like, Luke, Luke fighting everyone, like, Luke fighting Vader, Luke doing no. this, Luke, 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 you always wanted to be Luke, and I was like, no, never. That was like the first, I wanted to be the hermit, Obi-Wan, or I wanted to be <laughs> uh, judging, judging by the way your beautiful beard is right now, That's you, you kind of have that Obi-Wan look, are you going to be Obi-Wan for Halloween this year? Uh, I'm definitely not as handsome as Ewan, so... <laughs> If you could say his two famous words, you might you might take that. You know what say, words I'm talking about? I can say hello there. Hello there. But you did a fantastic job in Obi. This are we going to the series yeah. Obi Wan? Yeah. yeah. So did you like that? I did. I did. That, that's a very controversial series. Some people liked it, and some people just couldn't stand it. Not as much as I liked Mando and the Book of Boba Fett. Do you like the Book of Boba Fett? I like the Book of Boba. There's a lot of people that don't like that. I thought it was a really good thing. I really liked seeing the Boba Fett finally be fed up and just be like, you know what? I'm done doing this for other people. I'm going to do it for myself. Here's the one thing is I feel like Jon Favreau and them had to save the series a little bit, and that's why they brought in Mando. But at the same time, I feel like he did his, he held his own. I loved his origin. I love not his origin story, but... What happened after the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, oh, that I, was, I loved that. It, I mean, it, it was like straight from pretty much Legends, which is why yeah. people loved it. Uh, him basically just crawling out of there and not remembering. Like, actually, my favorite part is when he figured out, basically, became a Tuscan, because I love Tuscans. Like, yeah. I've always decided to join the Five O First, which I've talked to my wife about on multiple occasions. I was going to build a Tuscan suit because that's like. Now, for the people who don't follow Star Wars like you do, do you want to explain what the 501st is for them? Uh, yeah, the 501st is a giant costuming costuming group for Star Wars. They are actually officially licensed by Lucasfilms. So everything goes through very, very strict regulations because they are screen accurate costumes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I probably am when it comes to this. Like I said earlier, in the week when we were talking about our topics, you're sort of like a encyclopedia for Star Wars. I like. And the, how did you how did I, you rephrase it? I said that I'm more like a Wikipedia, not an encyclopedia Britannica. There you go. There you go. But didn't they use some some of the five o first for some of the filming of certain parts of the movies? Yes, they have. They have used the five o first. They've used the five o first on multiple occasions. They're usually the ones that show up for. Children's Hospital, Star Wars Reads Day, um, actually the Bloom Children's Museum, when they do their Star Wars Day, some 501st members show up there too. I was talking to them, it's either I'm going to join them or I'm going to join the Mando Mercs, which is another costuming group, and they just do Mandalorian stuff. Mando, Mandos have always been like my favorite, which is why like when the, the Clone War helmets, the clones, Clone War helmets, those are that, those like, that's my favorite that that is to me superior to a stormtrooper helmet. What are what are your thoughts with Rogue One and Solo having those offshoot movies? Rogue One was great. and I really really hope they do a Solo too. Everyone keeps saying that that's not going to happen. And uh, I feel like Disney would go for the cash grab. Uh, what's her name? Daenerys, whatever her name, the actress's actual name is. Emilia Clark. Yeah, she's 
tried to get people to write a series for her character just for like to do a, her own series or movie for Kira. I loved Rogue One. I feel like that's the perfect piece together from where you left off with episode three to episode four. Probably the final five minutes. It's always great that the sequel for the movie came out. and <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird how it's almost 40 years later that we're like, hey, we're going to finally give you the piece of the pie you've been missing for your whole entire childhood. Who is your favorite Jedi? Oh, I like that reveal. I like that. You would like to tell the people who's on your shirt. Ahsoka. It's a very beautiful shirt, by the way. They did a special for May the 4th. It was this, and I have an Obi-Wan one. The Obi-Wan one's really cool, too. It's Obi-Wan with the Clone Wars patch. So his armor that he wears in Clone Wars, but it's old Obi-Wan here, young Obi-Wan here, and then him walking in the middle in the armor. It's amazing. We're going to watch Tales of the Jedi after this. (laughs) Because there's only three episodes. We can do that while we're building Technic. We'll watch, actually it's six altogether, but we'll watch just the three that revolve around Mace Windu. Well, sort of revolve around Mace. But but you know the story behind his lightsaber color, correct? Where they brought him in all the models of like lightsabers? He goes, what's this? He's like, it, there's it's, it's your lightsaber. He goes, oh shit, I got a lightsaber. Yeah, what color do you want to be? You have, you have green, you have blue. He goes, purple. I want to be purple. You can't tell Samuel L. Jackson, no? Nope. So he has a purple lightsaber. Granted, I feel like the way he died was kind of unjust and unfair. He's not dead. Spoiler alert! (laughs) No, they never really came out and said that he was alive. But They never really said that he was dead. And we do know that Jedi can fall from great distances and land. They're like cats. Well, well, they can use the Force to slow their landing. That is true. No one knows. Alright, this is probably the most controversial character when it comes to the... Episodes one, two, and three. Charger? You read my mind. Ah, come on now. I I can't. What? I cannot. Usa no like the Jar Jar? Usa no think you're better than the Gungans? Usa <laughs> like that. He ends up being a senator. He ends up being the senator for Naboo. All right, that takes us into our top five for this segment. Your top five Star Wars moments. All right, well, one you haven't seen, so I'm going to leave that one off. I'm no, going to do that, top four. No, no, hey, these are your moments. Don't don't tailor it to me. But, again, as you being the guest, I will give you the first overall pick on what your top Star Wars moment is. I'm going to go five to four, one. You're going to – so we're starting at the bottom. Yeah. So I have to rework my whole list here quick. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Your, your fifth – Favorite Star Wars moment? When Cody realizes he was wrong. Okay, you want to give it, some backstory yeah. for that? So it actually is in the it's in the third episode of this season of Bad Batch. Um, Cody gets sent to take over a planet, essentially. Where So there's like holdouts from the Separatists that just won't let the Empire play. And the Empire is just not having that. So they send Cody's battalion to take over this planet, to take back this planet. So, they, there's battle droids. This planet still has battle droids on it. So, they actually end up fighting battle droids and stuff. And Like the rolly battle droids? Or they, like... have, they have droidicas. They have B1s. They have uh, super battle droids. They have it all. So, they go there to save this one guy. They're hold out from the Separatists. They weren't going to let it happen. Crosshair. That's his name. God, I can't think of it. It's not me. But, so, they go in. They fight it. It's really cool. They All the combat is really cool awesome in that whole episode they go in and the last thing that the vice admiral told him was that we don't we don't negotiate they're not the republic they don't negotiate so kill them so so cody actually talks down the person that's playing gov that's the actual governor of there the separatist governor talks her down from killing empire governor and uh he does it all that and he's like we'll just discuss this whatever so he lets she lets him go and he's like, next thing you know, boom! You see the sh- you see the bol- you see the hole, the bolt hole right through her chest. Ooh! Because Crosshair shoots her and goes, "Good soldiers follow orders," and walks away. I'm gonna have to sit down and think about <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad yeah. batch now. <laughs> yeah, bad batch is crazy. Cody, they get back to the planet, and uh, Cody's like, "Do you do you think we're doing the right thing?" And he goes, "Good soldiers follow orders." 
And Cody's like, and he walks away. So cut to the next scene. Crosshair gets called in to talk to the Vice Admiral again. And he's talking to him and he goes, hey, uh, you're going to get sent out on this mission. You're going to get sent to CC whatever instead of CT, clone trooper. Yeah. You'll be okay. And he goes, well, why am I get, Why am I not going to Cody's? And he goes, Cody left. Seems like clone uh, loyalty isn't as loyal as you thought. And that's where you basically see him walk out. And just start walking down the thing, and he's left basically alone at the base. Now the TKs are taking over. He's like one of the last holdouts of the clone troopers working for the Empire. Ooh, all right. Well, that's your number five. I can't wait to see what your top four was. My, <laughs> my number five is the Battle of Hoth. Okay. That was just, I remember watching that, but just watching that, and... Just the camera work and everything that happened there, especially with the at ats, you know, all those all those little details and everything. That and the snow speeder is one of my favorite vehicles. Yeah, snow speeder is a great vehicle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I love how movies nowadays are making callbacks to that. Um, more recently, with Captain America: Civil War, when Ant Man goes su- goes supersized. Yeah. And Tom Holland, Spider Man goes. Remember that really old movie with the with the walkie things in the snow planet? That's gonna be a great idea. One of the one of the better scenes in cinematic history that I would I would say. Definitely one of the best fight scenes. Yes. Vehicle fight scenes, let's put it that way. Yeah, because there's I have other fight scenes okay. on my list. So what's what's your number four favorite Star Wars moment? Ahsoka stops Rex. So when they order Order 66. For those who don't know, that was the clone troopers, correct me if I'm wrong again, the clone troopers order to eliminate all of the Jedi. Yeah. That they were they were not loyal to the Republic. We the Jedi were trying to take over the Republic, essentially is what they were coded as. And uh they were th- a threat to the Emperor or Chancellor. Uh yeah. That was Palpatine, wasn't it? That was Palpatine, yeah. So he is part of the team that tries to kill her. She ends up in a room, and there's, like, a ton of them all firing at her with Rex there. She gets out. Uh, she gets to a room, uh, and, like, Rex kind of realizes, like, you can kind of see him fighting it and fighting it and fighting it, and then he finally runs into her again. And he's like, I just, I don't know why. I can't stop it. So this is the first time you see the chip, because there was a microchip in them. That's the first time you see it get removed. She helps him remove the microchip. Helps her escape, essentially. A base of... So many troopers. Execution of Order 66 in live action in episode 3. Mm-hmm. That one scene where Anakin walks into the younglings. Oh. That that still kills me watching that. I'm like, I can't, like, I have to, like, leave the room of, like, when I see that scene come on. I'm like, I can't watch this. Yeah. But, I mean, we know that some younglings escape. Yeah, some do. We also know that it wasn't just all him. There was clone troopers with him, so they all went in and they murdered them. Yeah, yeah. Because in live action, it's just him walking in there. Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we gonna do? And you just hear the, yep. And you're like, oh no, what he did it. Yep. Yeah, he did. And then the Obi Wan series, you see all the clone troopers taking him out. Yep. So yeah. I feel like the Star Wars TV shows are giving you a broader picture of what... They're definitely filling in... They're filling in plot hole gaps. Yeah. Uh, my fourth pick, looking through my list. Now, these kind of go hand in hand, so I'm going to ask you as my guest, can I say both of them? Because they deal with the same person, or can I, am I only allowed to use one of them? Do whatever. I can, okay, okay. I just want to clear it with my you're guest. The, you're can, the leader. No, I don't... This is the way. Uh, this is the way it's going to happen. Don't take your helmet off. Uh, I'm going to Pedro Pascal that and just set it right here. But it's going to be the first time seeing Maul with the dark with the dual saber. Okay. Because you see him early on in episode one where he goes after Qui-Gon as, it, as the ship's taking off. Yep. Well, okay. actually, he goes after Anakin to, to start. See, again, walking Wikipedia page here, folks. So remember, he comes up on the speeder and he tries to grab him. And yes. then, yeah, then that's... Then he spit, jumps off, and then that whole Anakin, the yeah. Qui Gon fight happens. But that was still only one part of the saber. Yep, yep. But then when it's Obi Wan 
Qui-Gon and Maul in the Moo. And the you, doors. You, the doors open. And you just see him standing there. And he just... Zoom, zoom. I was like, he's my new favorite Sith. Again, I put him... At that moment, I put him over top of Vader. Because Vader only... What, when I was young. Now, that came out in what? 2001? 2002? Episode 9? 99. No. 99. Episode 1 came out in 99? Yeah. Okay. So, I was 8. Not, I was I was a young dumpkin. Yeah. No, yeah, no. So, like, I remember the push to it. I remember when Podracer came out, playing Podracer. Like, yeah. So, yeah, like, I didn't get to see it. I, yeah, I just remember seeing that double saber, and I was like, oh, he's badass. He has two. Vader only had one. I mean, granted, it really didn't work out for him at the end. I mean. But that takes me to my second part of my fourth pick is in Solo when you see the hologram. Yeah, but you, you've seen him way before that. I know, but. Maul was back and alive, and I was like, oh, yes. Him and his robot legs. Yeah. If you think about it, they made a lot of money with the robot market in Star Wars. Vader's 90% robot. Yep. Luke, Luke has a robot hand. Yep. And Who else has a robot hand? Anakin had a robot hand. That, well, Anakin and Vader. No, I mean, like, yeah, he had a robot hand way before he ever got anything yeah. else. He had the robot hand when Dooku cut off his hand. There was only one Skywalker that didn't get their hand cut off. That's why she can't be a Skywalker. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Thanks to Obi-Wan, you see how she was raised and why she was so proper. No, not that one. I was talking about the one that called herself Skywalker at the end of the oh, oh. Number three, what do you have? Number three. All right. So there's an episode of Rebels, and I do not remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, I should have looked it up. But um, it deals with veteran scars. It deals with the scars of being a veteran. Okay. Like the battle scars that don't that don't leave. It's how they just can't get out of it. So there's an episode. And it's Kanan Rex. They all, they show up on this planet. And there's an old battle droid. There's still battle droids there. But there's also the battle droid commander. And they, they were like the strategic command bots. And they go, how about put an end to... Cause, so his calculations, the command boss calculations were... That at the rate they were going, the Separatists would have won the war before whatever happened with Order 66. And then it became the Empire. Because there's no way. We do our meat bags. We produce robots. Like, yeah. There's no way you should have been able to win. So it was, this whole episode is trying to prove that they were superior to the clones. So it's a really cool episode. It's a really deep episode. And like, there's, they bring up the fact, like, Kanan brings it up a few times to Ezra. You can't see all scars. Some scars are deep. So like, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't just on the clones that had the scars. Like, even this battle droid had the scars. We had to change the mood there real quick and make it a little kind of somber. But I mean, everybody, veterans or not, we all carry some kind of scars. So none of mine, except for maybe two, are like positive. Okay. I like Clone Wars for being what it is. is yeah. It's a study of war in space, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Use it for what you will. Yeah. I like the study of war. <laughs> <laughs> so my third one is something we already touched on earlier. As the number two in vehicle battle. But it's the battle. Yavin. For one reason, you get the Red Squad check-in. That's one of my favorite things of Star Wars is the Red Squad checking. Red One checking in. Red Leader checking in. And that, and then again, coming in the final 10 minutes when you have Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon coming in and just taking out the last two TIE Fighters. Well, the last TIE Fighter and sending Vader in a tailspin away from the Death Star. Do I agree Luke should have kept his targeting computer on? Yes, he wasn't that well trained in the Force yet, but that's another conspiracy topic right there. That's yeah. that's my third pick. That's that's a good pick. That episode's called The Last Battle, by the way. The Last Battle. Okay. Um, you ready to go to number two? Yeah. If you are, unless there's anything you want to add about my third pick. Uh, Yavin. The the Colin is, is pretty cool. I I always I think that always stands up because especially because they had to change it to red because the blue wouldn't work on the, the screens. Yep. So, like, that's one of the cool things that they actually realized that and fixed it. Can we just also touch on that R2-D2 takes some of the most abuse as a droid? Yeah, absolutely. He he got shot during that battle. Yeah. He got dunked in a swamp. Yep. He was uh, lit on fire during, what was it, episode 3? Episode 1? 
Episode one? Yeah. He like, sneaks out by uh, The only thing that ever happened to C three PO is he got broken apart. Well, he got pulled pulled apart a few times. He yeah. got put on he got his head put onto a battle droid. He got I remember he got fully <laughs> take he got fully taken apart at um Cloud City. Yeah. Uh he became the he was like the god of the Ewoks. I prefer R2 over C3PO and I over BB-8. R2 always has a, I always have a soft spot for R2, so he's one of the only characters that has been in every trilogies and not the one-off like Solo or Rogue One. The, both of them, the two droids. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You're number 2. All right, of the there's the trilogy in Clone Wars, the animated series. You're going to notice there's a lot of animation in this. <laughs> there's a trilogy, Mandalore, where the Death Watch becomes exposed. Anakin and Obi-Wan are trying to get Satine away from Mandalore. The Death Watch end up trying to, taking the ship and trying to almost kill her. So Obi-Wan being the negotiator he is in this scene, um, they're talking. And he's like, "We come on, there's better things you can do besides kill her. And the next thing you know, who sneaks up behind this guy? And what do you think you see? Anakin sneaks up behind the dude. And the next thing you know is you see a lightsaber pop out through his chest. What color lightsaber? That was the blue one. My number two. Season two of Mandalorian, episode eight. Showing up in the last ten minutes. The tagline of this episode is just running, coming in ten minutes late to save the day. Mm-hmm. Is Moff Gideon is quote-unquote being detained you have the death troopers who are just rock'em sock'em roboting a door basically yep and they're like what's that and you just see the x-wing fly in and i when i saw the droids all turn their attention back towards the hangar and then you see somebody come out with dress in all black hood over their head and you hear the zoom, lightsaber, and it's green. And I'm like, it's an old Mark Hamill. No, it's a CGI Mark Hamill. And I was like, great. And just the way he comes through and murders and destroys everybody. That right there, I was like, oh, and Drogu was looking at the camera and he just puts his little hand up there. And he was like, I basically saying... I know him. I have to go with him. I trust him. But that they're like it's a Jedi. Just to see that happen, I was I was giddy. Yeah, that just still warm my heart. I watched that clip about five times the other night in prepare in preparing for this episode. I would just take it back to the part where the lightsaber comes out. He ran through those death droids like a hot knife through butter. He did. All right, we started in opposite order. Your number one Star Wars moment. The final scene of Clone Wars, where you see Vader walking away when he just sees this this uh, lightsaber sitting there in the helmet in the in the snow, realizing that that's like that's the thing that's like it's gone, it's done. Like this is this is why Vader became Vader. My number one thing also deals with Vader. And I touched on this a little bit. Again, coming in the last 10 minutes, the final scene of Rogue One. Oh, okay. Where? I thought you might have been going to the Obi-Wan series where he... The battle through the fire? Not through the fire. Not through the fire. The second one. The second one where after he smashes his helmet and he goes, Anakin's dead. All that left is all that's yeah. left is Vader. Yeah. And you saw the half, the yeah. half face. Like, it was very hard picking this, but... Vader making his appearance at the end of Rogue One. I feel like at that point he was strong. He was the strongest he has ever been and ever will be. At that point, because he, because he went through those Rebel fighters so quick, and the fact that he used the Force to pull not one, not two, not three, but five guns away at one time, as he still with lightsaber in hand just. Ting, 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 blocking everything, not taking a single piece of damage. And then he just <laughs> through the door, yep. take, which takes it back to the Qui-Gon in episode one. episode one, where they're like, 
we're under attack, and he just cuts all fall out with his saber. Yep. But Vader, Rogue One, pretty close. I could have had, I probably could have made a top ten of just my favorite Vader movies. Yeah, that's probably pretty possible. Yeah. Like, I was, uh, I was saying to my wife one day, I was like, you realize when I was a kid, I was Darth Vader for Halloween, and then a year later, I was Darth Vader for Halloween, and then a year later, I was Darth Vader for <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I. I was Vader, I think, two Halloweens in a row, where I had, like, I remember, because they came out of the toy, where it was the helmet, mm-hmm. and it was the voice-changing box, mm-hmm. so everything was connected in one piece. Well, I didn't have that. Yeah. I And I had, like, a pleather cape, of yep. the, and I was, remember, because I was in elementary school, where I wasn't allowed to have my lightsaber in school. Yep. Well, because we all know what would have happened, I probably would have just so hit yeah. You're younger it. than me, so my first year, I was allowed to have my lightsaber as long as we didn't open it. We were allowed to have it. So when we do the parade, because I'm sure your school probably did the oh yeah, year, you did the parade. So when I was out, so when I was outside and I was doing the parade, I was allowed to have it open. But we were, I was allowed to have it open in the school. So outside it was like okay, inside no. No, we used to have Star Wars parties though. We would have Star Wars lights like Saturday nights. We would watch, we would binge watch the six episodes because, yeah, we were kind of lame. That's what we did. I mean, Other kids were partying and we were watching Star, Star Wars. Wars. I'm not gonna lie, I I wish I could use the force sometimes. I still pretend that I use the force when oh, I yeah. walk through automatic doors. And automatically, <laughs> you, just, you just wave your two fingers. So it automa- and it automatically the like the Imperial March automatically goes as I'm walking through it. It just automatically starts every time I walk through automatic doors. To this day, as an adult, <laughs> automatically happens. You you never grow up, do we? We no, never grow no. up. Our toys just get more expensive and a little bit smaller. Well, Shane, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, being D and D dungeon master, father husband everything else that you do it's been a pleasure we would love to have you back again anytime and i promise next time i will watch all of the bad batch <laughs> so you do not give me that look like why am i here wasting time and he can't even watch a tv show for me. i apologize no no you're fine i know I, I hey man i don't watch a lot of tv i like literally i watch cartoons <laughs> last night we were finishing the night and we watched Bad Batch because I watched with my wife, and uh, and I went to go put on Clone Wars from where I was re- in the middle of where I was in my rewatch, like season four, episode like thirteen. And she's like, instead of you watching Clone Wars for like the six thousandth time, how about we watch uh, go finish that episode of Last of Us? And I was like, okay. And again, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Thanks for drinking some whiskey with me today. Absolutely. Now, Let's go build some Legos. Yeah. Everybody, thank you for listening to the third episode of the Armory 33 podcast. I will catch you next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody.